Welcome all to the Daily Crawl podcast. There are a lot of podcasts talking about life hacking, extreme productivity, and outstanding leadership. This is not one of those podcasts. I'm Carl, and I've worked for years in various office environments. And my name is Courtney, and I've worked at a lot of companies. Carl and I have worked together and crossed paths for many years. Our goal for the show is strictly to share stories that we either were directly involved in or witnessed unfold in some manner. All right, let's get into it. Daily crawl. Okay, Carl. So uh, tonight's story, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna revisit the '90s uh, tech startup world. I, I worked in that tech startup thing, and there's a lot of stories from that. So we're gonna go back and visit that again. In fact, we're going to um, visit the pool ball location from the previous episode. Same. Uh, same environment. Uh, so, you know, a lot of guys working a lot of hours, uh, free food, free alcohol, very poor su- supervision. Yeah. And that, I mean, just to sort of r- remind <laughs> ourselves, that was, um, yeah, it was a different time. It, it was a totally different time. There was, there was excess, there was excess in, in many ways. There was excess in terms of funding. There was excess yeah. in terms of like just, the market booming bef- before and, and no one, well, there probably were people that predicted it accurately, but before most people that were in the industry knew that it was about to crash. And so it was a really wild, uh, strange time. And, and this idea of, you know, as the pool ball, this idea of um, work hard, play hard, uh, uh, yeah, you know, casual, uh, you know, I know things are things are more casual than they were at different points, of course, certainly in dress. But this, I, I remember when I worked at a startup at this time, it was like people walked around barefoot. They had yes. their dogs at work. They were like pushing. As far as it could go, man. I mean, it's it swung that pendulum as far over as it went. And this is one of those places that swung that pendulum uh, way, way further, right, than most people. And also in an excess of poor judgment. And that is what brings <laughs> us to tonight's uh, story. Okay, so, so let, me, uh, let me start off by kind of just setting the stage. So one thing that was a pretty um, frequent occurrence were, I don't know, end of the week celebrations. Uh, I guess you could call it a happy hour. It really wasn't quite that contained. It would sort of get all over the place. And uh, usually uh, there were themes. And so, you know, here we go. So it was kind of like a, just a regular expected activity, like maybe toward the end of the week, people just blow off steam at the end yeah. of the week. Yeah, and, and I think it's just, how do you define blowing off steam? And, and I'll fix it to give you an example of, of, well, here we go, we're blowing off steam. So the, this particular uh, episode was built around the idea of kind of was a medieval setting. We had this whole thing going on where a lot of people in medieval attire a lot of people in the group <laughs> were uh, in the Society for Creative Anachronisms, and a lot of people 
in that society uh, actually attend like Renaissance festivals and stuff. So, you know, kind of cool. So a lot of really good uh, medieval costumes. So this is sort of a, uh, I don't even know if people used the term back then, but a bit of a cosplay uh, or like, like if you would go to Comic-Con now, you would see a lot of people dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. So imagine, I don't know. So, so let's say, so we own the building. Uh, there's maybe a hundred people uh, out in the grass on the side of the building for this medieval festival. So the company you work for, the startup you work for, own the building that you yes, work in. Absolutely, okay. right? So it's our building. Uh, many people dressed in medieval attire, including the owner of the company, uh, dressed in a full, full medieval attire. Almost everyone, including myself, uh, at least moderately intoxicated. So that's the setting. So eccentric drunk people. Yes. And given the medieval theme, some folks during the week had been working on a project. And this project was uh, the Kegapult. So I think that right by just saying that name, uh, <laughs> you have an idea of what we were about. Um, it was a medieval theme. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> okay. When you say some people were working on the Kegapult, and I'm, 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 Super excited to hear the description of the Kegapult and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Was this, like, going to be a surprise? Was this, how, was this like, everybody knew it, including the owner of the company? I'm just curious if this was, like, just somebody's harebrained idea, like, oh, I'm going to build this crazy Kegapult. I'm going to bring it up to work. No, so actually, we had this area uh, away from the building where... It, the building was set on this huge lot, and uh, we other things would get built at work. Uh, all kinds of weird stuff went on. So the owner was aware we were. Uh, so I helped build the kegapult. Uh, okay. I'll tell you right now. There was a sm- <laughs> there was the smallest group of us who decided that, um, you know, we knew that we wanted to build something really cool, right, for this medieval celebration thing, and we thought, well, hey. You know, there were a lot of things we could build. We thought about like uh, so, so some other items that we thought about building that didn't get built. A ballista, which, in case you don't know, is like a gigantic crossbow. Okay, uh, we didn't do that, um, and not because it was unsafe. Uh, simply <laughs> because we attempted to get this leaf spring from a truck to use as the bow to shoot the spear, and uh, we just. Couldn't get the mechanism working. Wow. Yeah. So 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 there we go. That that so that idea died on uh, really the first day. We we realized very quickly it was going to be too hard to to manage the leaf spring. Let, let me let me see if I can picture this. During the week, mm-hmm. a group of people's outside of the office building. Or whatever this building was. I don't know if it, it was. It's an office it, building. It's kind of like a really large, uh, I'll call it a barn, but it was like a, one of those metal buildings, you know, like you had out there. And I, I probably its intent was it was supposed to store stuff to take care of the grounds or other stuff. But it, it, it had some of that in it. It had like a riding lawnmower in it. It was big, like the size of two garages, you know, let's say. And I mean two two double garages, right? So four garages. It was a big, big building. And it just was like a tool shop. I mean, there was like welding gear out there. There were a lot of people at work that would, including the owner, who were makers. And okay. so people were always, 
if there was always people out there tinkering. It was sort of like you could just go out there and use tools. So, you know. So the owner and other management knew that this team of people was out there building this. Uh, Dude, the medieval... owner was helping us build the kegapole. <laughs> okay, so was this done during like work time? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to get I a mean, sense for the how yeah, how loose yeah, the environment yeah. is. Okay, right? okay. I'm sorry. So I should play that out. So this is during working hours. We spent, I would say, the whole week. Actually, this is what we did. <laughs> uh, and, and the weekend preceding and the whole week, uh, I, I, I know I spent almost all of my daytime hours getting the kegapult wrapped up for the happy hour party. So, and so did other people. I mean, all day. I would show okay. up to work at the shit and just start working on the keg pole. Okay. That, that helps paint a picture for the looseness of the environment. I mean, you yeah. mentioned it was a software company, so there were, were technology th- things that could be done. And I'm sure, that, you know, this is a work hard, play hard. So I'm not like, I'm not trying to yeah. even suggest that you guys shouldn't have been doing that necessarily. Make, I, I'm just trying to get a picture of how loose and unconventional this environment right. may be compared to other environments that, that people may be familiar with. So when there were like sort of really big special events, the owner would get really excited and we would have a project. This, this m- medieval apparatus was a project for this upcoming celebration. And I don't know why it was medieval themed. I have no, I have, other than the fact that a lot of people had medieval costumes. It's not like, it's not like we had a milestone that was medieval related. So I'm just saying one day the owner came while we were sitting downstairs outside, just hanging out, talking. And it's like, you know, uh, we're going to have a big celebration coming up. It's going to be medieval themed. And uh, I think it's time for a special project. And if you worked there for any sense of time, you knew that meant we were probably going to be doing something in the shed. Nice. We were like, really? He goes, yeah, we're going to toss some stuff out, and uh, I need some volunteers to help me get this done. Outstanding. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm in, right? So, so that's how it kind of got kicked off. We all showed up starting like literally on Saturday, man, to, to get going because obviously he, he had this idea in his mind, the ballista. And like I said, day one, ballista's not happening. Uh, even by our... Uh, terrible safety standards. Uh, we knew the ballista was not a good idea after a few experiments. So, so, that, so even building it was dangerous. Playing with it was probably deadly. So we were like, okay, we're dropping it. And then the next, so then, so I'll tell you, then the kegapult was born because then the idea became, hey, you know, we could make this really fun and we could pretend like we're having like a siege. We could have it be like a big show. So what we'll do is we'll build the kegapult, and what we'll do is, uh, uh, and it's called the kegapult because we specifically built it to launch an empty keg. That was the measurement. So to give you an idea of the size, this is not a small catapult. This is like a full-size catapult, like just to give you some scale, okay? The cup. Well, yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm not a... uh expert on this at all but i i my assumption would be on a catapult that it would be launching sort of something that's probably similar to a cannonball or something maybe larger i don't know but i mean it's in order to launch a keg a full-size keg this has to be a full-size 
Yeah. Catapult. Okay. And and what I like about this, tell me if this is true. It sounds like it assumes that the people at the party are going to go through a keg before they launch it. Unless they want to launch a full keg that's full of beer. No, no, it was empty keg. Yeah. So, so absolutely. Yeah. So, but we had a lot of empty kegs. Oh, you had a lot of empty kegs. Okay. So the idea, so the idea was once we said, we're going to build this, the kegapult, we're like, we got it. We can do it. Easy to find plans. Of course you get in the internet today, but we didn't have the internet, went down to the library. Craziest as this, there's tons of books that show you uh, diagrams for uh, various ballistics mes- mechanisms. One of them is a catapult. So we're like, okay, nice. really nice. We knew it had to be about this a little bigger than a pickup, a full size pickup. So we had those measurements. <laughs> and uh, oh my, and this so is big. Man, this is big. And I like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and everybody's taking it seriously because uh, I mean they're they're. Oh, yeah, you man. guys went to the library, so uh, yeah, 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 yeah totally yeah, seriously. So, so we get a materials list. Boom, materials are ordered because you, we couldn't pick them up, right? Because some of the wood parts necessary were we didn't have a vehicle to acquire those things. So we get them delivered. So really, we kick off on Monday, just to give you an idea. Sunday was like readjust from the ballista failure. So, so we sit down and we're like, okay, really, this isn't. And actually building the catapult, I got to be honest with you, it really wasn't that mechanically challenging, right? Uh, the, 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 like the winding part was probably the trickiest part, but honestly, that, we got that ironed out. So building it up was pretty easy. We found out a couple of test runs, you had to really wait the, the, the back end of it, because if you didn't, when the arm snapped up, it could get chaotic. So, so we got all that kind of mapped out. So here was the plan of how we would use the kegapult. Okay. We would, uh, you know, bring the kegapult out and we had this, we, we just put it on kind of, uh, a bunch of those furniture dolly things to roll okay. this thing. Yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. So we would roll the kegapult out kind of by the side of the building and we would kind of kick the party off. So the building uh, so you had the building and then there was a road on the other side of the building, a small road, two lanes. Okay. Okay. And on the other side of that road, you know, what was, was a lake. Okay. Okay. And, and so total distance from, um, I'm, I'm going to say the location, the, the starting location of the kegapult to the lake, man, let, let's, let's say 200 feet. Okay. Just to give you an idea of, of, of how far we're really talking about, right? About two-thirds of a football field. Just to make sure I'm following this, the idea was to put a keg in this and to launch it. Now, was the intent to launch it over a road into a lake? Yeah, so, so now you're getting to the first poor judgment. Well, was this a private road? No. So, so this is a road that, <laughs> that services the public driving by. And then the lake, yeah. and, the, and it is as uh, successful as the startup or the owner is, I'm expecting they don't have uh, rights to... It's a public lake. It's so, a public lake. <laughs> so, right. so, so uh, I, I would say, let's, let's call this the, the first bit of poor judgment, I guess. I, I'm <laughs> sure that there was a lot of... Even building the Kegapool probably could be arguably poor judgment. Yeah. But let's assume that there could be fun to be found in that. 
So we've got the kegapole. The idea is we'll shoot it, empty keg will fly over the building, over the street, and land out in the water. No problem. No one gets hurt. Okay. That's as much thought as we put into it. So so clear clears a building, a street that somebody could be driving by, and a lake that, I mean, hopefully this was thought through, but potentially there could be people enjoying the lake. We had a plan, and here's, here's, here's okay. what we did. Building's two stories, not big, not wide. Like I said, you're talking 200-ish feet all the way over the small two-lane road. So we're like, okay, here we go. Someone is back with the kegapult. I was back with the kegapult. Another person is on the other side of the building with a walkie-talkie, and then there's another person standing out on the other side of the road by the lake. Okay. So the idea is like everybody says, hey, man, it's all clear. Hey, it's all clear. Let's let's let this thing loose, okay. right? And that's going to be the safety. Safety was. Uh... Absolutely. It was on the top of the list. So we're ready. We're all lined up out there. Everybody comes pouring outside. And the idea is, is they're coming outside. Uh, let, let's say this, the owner, Bob, is going to make a proclamation to kick off our medieval celebration. Okay. And then we uh, are going to pull, basically there's this stopper cable, right? So you pull the stopper cable, boom, we launch this painted keg over over the thing, you know, and out into the water and everyone it gets fabulously excited and we proceed to get more intoxicated than we already are. Cause many people have already probably been drinking inside the building. And given the previous story that we heard, this audience is probably super excited about this idea. Absolutely, man. People are very fired up. So one thing for me to note as we move into the final chapter of our story, we never actually shot a keg out of the kegapult. We've tested it by getting the arm to actuate up and make sure that it didn't flip over or break or do anything, but we never okay. actually launched a keg. Oh, okay. when you said, yeah, when you mentioned test runs, oh, yeah. no, I would think, the... yeah, I would think that test run with the, the, the size and weight of the object you planned to, to launch might've been an, a reasonable idea. So maybe that's poor judgment number one. <laughs> okay. So no, I mean, we tested it with some stuff. We're like, ah, oh, we're totally good. Yeah, the fact that you're flagging that it hadn't been tested, yeah, makes me uh, a little nervous here. Yeah, yeah. But we weren't nervous at all. I think that's what's important. <laughs> no one involved in this is nervous at all. So we line the kegapult up in the yard. Well, we just roll it out in the yard. We didn't line it up. We just roll it yeah. out in the yard. Take a thumb in the air and say, man, I think we're golden. We're going to shoot this keg over the building, over the public road. Cars just could be coming by any moment and into the lake, the public lake, where someone could come by in a ski boat. Oh, man. But you've got walkie-talkies, so everybody's... We're totally good. That's that's our mind. We're totally good. And by the way, the people operating the kegapult, myself included, are intoxicated. Okay, so um, so there we go. Wow. So that's how we're going to start the party. Okay. And so everybody comes out. You have this set, scene set. The speech is given. Uh, a lot of a lot of, a lot of glamour. Everybody's out there banging fake swords off of shields and uh, <laughs> having mock combats. 
you know, people are running around with horns. They're full of beer. And oh. we're like, okay, and everybody's ready. We're like, that's it. You know, here we go. We're going to fire the kegapult. So everyone stops, walkie-talkie. Oh, yeah, all clear, all clear. So, man, boom, we just yank the, the chain. Let me tell you a fact about catapults right now that, you know, we missed the fine print on this. So, <laughs> okay. so when the arm goes up, there's a stop bar. Think of what a catapult looks like from any movie you've ever seen, right? Yeah. The arm shoots up and it, and it and it hits this bar that stops it from just flying all the way forward, if you will, right? Stops it up in the air. Okay. And that is then when said projectile goes hurling out of the bucket of the catapult. Yep. So the trick is that bar ideally should not be at 90 degrees. And if you think about it for a second, you'll understand immediately why that's a bad idea. Because if it's at 90 degrees, the arm stops straight up and down, which means it basically hurls your projectile in a more or less straight line. Oh, instead of going over, arcing up. Absolutely. So okay, we're at 90 degrees. So we pull it. Arm shoots up. Oh, keg flies right into the side of our building, glass building. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, smashes through through a window, through an off. So we we hear it smash through the window oh. and tear tear into the building. Keep in mind, we own the building, right? So, so well, that part is better. But the but then we're all like, wow, okay, man, you know. So and everybody's out, you know, part of this celebration. Well, we didn't count heads, okay. So that dawned on us after a moment or two because we were very excited when it hit the building. You would th- there was not like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. It was like, hot damn, this is wild. I can't <laughs> believe we just knocked the hole in the side of the building. Wow. Okay. And the owner as well wasn't wasn't Very concerned. Excited. He was excited. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't excited. like this is this is my building and tons of damage. Okay. Well, I mean, tons of damage, right? I mean, but there were some busted out windows, and what we saw was like you know a hole up there, right? I mean, it wasn't like we, you know, we're like all oh, broken windows and maybe some furniture's knocked over. Okay. But then somebody, I mean, there were responsible people. I mean, who worked at the company, right? I mean, not yeah. everybody. So someone is like, man, you know, it's a good thing no one's up there. And then for some of us, there's yeah. kind of this moment, especially people like me who pulled the cord on the kegapult. We're like, man, we don't know if there's not anybody up there. I mean, those are the offices. Oh so, man, yeah. we go piling into the building, right? A, f- a few of us. Most people don't. Most people are like, okay, yeah, okay. So we run in there. We go up to where the whole and man. By the way, we thought like a broken window, maybe like some knocked over furniture. Yeah, <laughs> and blew the window out. Of course, the external window of the building was blown out. Smashed through, like you know, offices kind of have those. It's like the walls are sturdy, like the walls of your house, right? So, man, totally. Totally broke that, and it's just the keg is just lying out where it's smashed over some cubicles. Wow! So, so, so we're like, got, wow. uh, yeah. I mean, in order to smash through a window, it, it had to have velocity. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, absolutely. So, so we're like looking at all this devastation, man. We're like, wow, it's like really trashed some stuff, you know. But 
again, and there's no not, sign of anybody. Yeah, I mean, not not like right there in the debris, right? So, yeah. so we're uh, so we're like, okay, you know, I mean, this is just damage, right? No one's really gonna get bent about this. We'll, we'll. I mean, there's a hole in the building, and no <laughs> one's pissed. So it's like, okay, man, bust the cubes. We're good. So, man, we turn around, and the office next to the office where the keg went through. There's this guy in that office, and he is standing in the doorway, and he's looking at us. He's totally sober. Oh he's not wearing a medieval costume, and we are. And, man, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, now I look back, and oh, we, we traumatized that guy. Man, so, let's make but, no mistake. But he- he surely knew that the keg was being built and he knew about the party, right? Well, actually, you know, he, he, he not everyone knew there was going to be the kegapult. Yeah, people knew there was a party for sure and there would be special something. But the fact that we actually built the kegapult was a surprise to many it was people. A surprise. It, okay, it was, it was a bit of a surprise. That was a magic moment. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely. It was it was an unveiling, if you will. So, so of course he d- wasn't freaked out by our outfit. I mean, he knew that. I mean that that didn't that didn't ring any bells. Yeah, the almost getting severely hurt. It's the destroyed office next to him. I mean, it could have gone through his office. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, we thought about that, right? So, so basically, we like check and make sure he's like okay, and he's like yeah, yeah. His office unscathed. I mean, you know, a couple of things knocked off some shelves from, you know, I, I guess the the initial impact, right, and stuff. But like, it's not like his furniture's broken or or he's hurt. So we like kind of do this quick inventory, and we left, man, and we went back out to the party. <laughs> as awful as that is. So, so, so I, I mean that. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. That's the story of the Kegapult. Um, that is insane, man. I mean, that yeah. is like out of a movie and something you wouldn't believe. If I hadn't like been at that place, I, I, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed we did that. I mean, there, there was, there was no anger. I don't know. I, the guy, I knew the guy in that office next yeah. to the, the one we destroyed. And I mean, man, he stayed working there. There's no, didn't appear to be any hard feelings once the kind of shock wore off and everything. I mean, he came out to, to the party. No, was this somebody that normally would like go to this kind of party and for whatever reason had work to do? Or was this more of somebody yeah, who, yeah, no, normally he'd be down there drinking beer with us. So... Okay. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like somebody who, didn't fit in that way. I mean, you know what I mean? It wasn't like somebody who yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, no, it was no. a total straight arrow that everything irritated him. No, not, not at all. By the end of, by the end of the happy hour, which by the way, just, just went on with just the whole kept going. He was out there w- laughing, laughing with us. There were actually conversations about shooting another keg uh, out of the oh. thing. It didn't happen. No one did it. Uh, it, yeah. did, it didn't occur. So here's kind of the thing. So there were conversations after uh, the following m- Monday. You know, we got into work. Uh, we we got a visit from the safety officer from from the insurance you know company, right? And um, <laughs> but he came and sort of just talked to us as a whole, as a whole, right? About okay. behavior and I guess the insurance company. You had to tell them exactly what happened, and they knew exactly what happened, right? Oh yeah, they. I mean, yeah, is that covered? Yeah, 
is is she, no, is, he, the owner paid for it all. It, it, it was never. You you don't have much leverage talking to your insurance company when when you launched a keg through your own property. Yeah, man, absolutely not. Right. So so it, actually, the reason they came and talked is because. Of course, there were potential liability violations, right? So it would make the his insurance rate go up. So the reason we got this talk was so the insurance wouldn't increase. So basically, this person came and talked to us so that the rate wouldn't go up. So let me say, there was no sincerity on the part of the listeners to what this guy was saying. Because everybody knew why we had to listen. Because the owner told us, you all have to sit there. You have to look attentive and look like you're hanging on every word that this guy says. And so he came, he gave his speech. We were all like, oh my gosh, we got to think about these things. And um, he left. As far as that went, that was never spoken of again. So it wasn't as if the owner or anybody had an epiphany or, or got some learnings that when they thought about it, man, we really could have hurt somebody it was just a horribly risky thing to do. No, n- not, okay. not at all. No, no one, no lesson learned. Not, not at all. In fact, I mean, guy left, patched the wall. Now it's interesting because we had like a company meeting shortly after the keg incident in that meeting, you know, we kind of all talk, we talk about a lot of stuff, typical company meeting. And then uh, our HR person gets up. <laughs> yeah, we, we, this is the same one, right, who had okay. the people come and talk to us about eating and put the signs up in the pool room, right? So so she she, she gets up and she's like, well, you know, talking about, um, you know, the company and our morale was really high, which, of course, our morale was really high. But then she kind of gives us this sort of speech on office trauma. And, and now I look back at it as a, a far more wise and sober person. And I, I understand what she was trying to say. Now, what she was trying to say, she's basically talking to us about things happen. They can have lasting impact. You may need to talk about stuff kind of right. So, so she's alluding to emotional trauma, for example, from having the office next to you blown apart by a bunch of jackasses (laughs) firing a keg through it. So, but so at the time, though, I mean, man, it couldn't have fallen on deafer ears, and not because we didn't care. We all liked her very much. I mean, she was very, very nice. Just because no one—I mean, you would have had to have said you just didn't get it. Absolutely not. So she has this whole conversation. We actually had a couple of conversations. Like, man, do you think something's wrong? Do you think she's not okay? Do you think something really bad happened? Now, did the did the guy that was in that office? Did he seem to have any lasting residual feelings about this or no, uh, no, no, no lasting effect at all. Okay. None. It, it was, everybody was fine. But I think of course, as she should, right. She's trying to, you know, she's trying to be an adult. I mean, I, I'm telling you like no one was like, <laughs> like, no one got it. No, man. I mean, the, we, we picked up the cube walls. We're like, dude, man, we're good, man. We clean this crap up, man. It's over, man. Keg is done. We won't do that again. That is, uh, <laughs> it's one of the ins- most insane work stories. We're really stories. I think I've ever heard. It, it, it was a singular place in time and it was a singular, uh, company and environment. All right, man. So there it is, man. There is the tale of the Kegapult, Carl. Thank you for sharing that, that 
is extraordinary. <laughs> All right, Courtney, we got some feedback from the last episode. All right, man. I'm looking forward. <laughs> the spiritual interview. I'm ready, dude. So one listener said, hilarious episode. Philip was doomed from the start with none <laughs> of the possible outcomes working out for him short term or long term. I absolutely agree. Worst plan ever. Glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of that was consistent with some general feedback that we saw. Uh, there, was, there was no way for that to work out. Yeah, yeah, no, it didn't work out at all. There, there was no lesson learned. I mean, I guess the only upside is, I mean, he didn't end up getting, didn't end up getting hauled out by security or anything, and given the, that potential was there, right? I mean, there, there was a potential to have... A fracas of, of some kind. <laughs> yeah. So this same listener just noted, uh, you handled the topic with respect, and they appreciated that. Very nice. Yeah, and I got an, you know, I actually uh, got another note, said, enjoyed the episode, did a good job respecting the faith aspects. So, good. I, we, that's, that, was, yeah. that was what we wanted to make sure we... We focus on on the ridiculous Philip behavior, right? Yeah, it, it was. It really the 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 faith aspect of it was was really not the focus. It was just the driver for for Philip's idiocy, right? It it, it served no other purpose than than that in the story, right? So it's it was. Um, I'm sorry, man. Every time I can't. Every every time I think about. That guy in the, I don't know. I, I Well, he could have latched on to many different types of things, like inside, whatever he thought was inside that, that didn't have to do with qualifications to serve his job, right? Given what he latched on to, he would have latched on to anything that he felt was insider information that could somehow give him an edge, so. <laughs> it, it was doomed. It, it was doomed, man. It was doomed. <laughs> And then uh, we also got feedback from Dubbo61, who has written in before. Comment was, <laughs> oh, my, really? <laughs> yeah, man. That's, it. It, that's, that's almost as much as you need to say just right there. So, so I, I, got, I, got, I got a little feedback uh, from a listener. I'll give it to you. And it's, 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 it's a bit unique. <laughs> and it kind of is another take on it. Uh, this, this listener... Uh, noted, um, <laughs> they they were they were so stressed they were unable to laugh until they were sure that Philip didn't get the job. So I <laughs> I think you know I, the the you know the kind of just the horror of the whole thing unfolding. It's just like man, this basically just I guess hoping beyond hope that this person didn't <laughs> succeed given this terrible thing they were doing. But I thought that was kind of a unique uh, take. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I mean, of course, we, <laughs> we don't want to have people be stressed as they're listening, but uh, I, I, I think I can follow that for sure. Like, just, yeah, you're just like, oh, no, where, where could this go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Nice. Well, thanks for the feedback. Um, 
we we got some some reactions to that one. So mm-hmm. thank you again for the feedback. Yeah, absolutely. If you didn't like this show, then we have more of the same in previous episodes and coming up in future ones. Join us next time for another story. If you have a topic or feedback you want to tell us about, send it to us at thedailycrawlfeedback at gmail.com. And please share the show with friends, maybe some coworkers, and subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcatcher. We're told that will help get the word out. Thanks for joining. Until next time, you are not alone. It's a bad idea now. It was a bad idea then. Uh, it was a terrible idea the whole time. Like I said, we didn't even really test it properly. What was the plan to, to retrieve the keg out of the lake? Oh, the guy that was by the water would just swim out there and roll it back in. You know, like like we could put the keg in the lobby. We had all these kind of thoughts about it. We did put the keg. We did put the keg in the lobby. But, but I mean, but, but not, not the way we wanted, right? It wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it sounded like, I mean, people sounded pretty excited that this destruction happened. We were shocked. There's no question. Everybody was shocked. But no one was upset. And I think there's a big difference, right? You have the shock that, whoa, uh, we did this wrong. Kind of fantastic. There's this giant hole in the building. And and man, the owner of the company is, he's all over it, man. He's, 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 he's like screaming crap about, you know, the... The castle is breached or something. Oh my! Who painted it? Like, what was the process of painting it? The keg? Yeah. Oh, the owner. Uh, he painted the keg. Painted like our logo on it. Outstanding. Oh.